0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. For forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time the Gospel of the Lord Lord. may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon Is it cold outside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very cold. Does anybody know how cold it was at their house? Uh, um, Pretty cold?
1: Six,
0: yeah. Okay. Six. Six? Whoa. Six degrees. <laughs> uh. Well, maybe it'll get warm soon. Whoa. Seven? So it was warmer at your house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to your house. It's warm. All right. We're going to talk about Lent. Does anybody know what Lent is? Lent's a, you do? So tell me what Lent is. Just shout it out. Lent is you? Well, kind of. I, I will almost take that. Okay. So Lent is a time of 40 days. Lent's a time of 40 days where we specifically practice focusing and turning to God. Now, should we do that all the time? Yeah, we should do that all the time. But Lent, we do some special stuff. How many of you know about giving something up for Lent or doing something? Yeah? So are any of you guys giving something up for Lent? You already did? Haven't thought about it yet? Okay. Are you giving anything up for Lent? What are you giving up? Can I ask? You don't have to tell me. Okay. You don't have to tell me. I want to share with you what I'm giving up for Lent. Now, this is my iPad, right? Do you guys know what an iPad is? Yep. Yeah, you have one? I like mine. So I'm not giving up my iPad. I use it for work. But I'm giving up everything on here that causes me to waste time or I use as a distraction. Yep, Facebook. So look on here. I've got three pages of stuff. Now we're going to see how much I get rid of wasting time. Now Joey already said Facebook. And you'll see I have 19 notifications because I haven't checked it since Wednesday. All right, now I've got I've I've touched them, so they're all wiggling. We're going to delete them, okay? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is my reaction too. All right, so 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 Facebook does it cause me to waste time? Yeah. Should I delete it? Yes. All right, here we go. Hit the little X. Hit the little X. It doesn't want to delete. <laughs> oh, delete Facebook. Okay. Now let's see, Twitter. Do I waste time on Twitter? Yeah. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Alright, we're gonna delete it. How about know. Yahoo Fantasy Sports? Do you think that's a good use of my time? <laughs> yes. Delete? Okay. Nope, it's deleting. Uh, what about YouTube? I bet I I bet I waste time. Delete. Uh, what about the writing? The writing? That's just notes. I use that for work. Uh, what about Facebook Messenger? Should I delete that? Yes. All right. Here we go. Delete the little baseball. Baseball. It's not even... Well, it's almost in season, but we're going to delete that. I use weather. Let's move the page. Netflix. Yes. Yes. Okay. I hear some older adults participating. Let's see. Podcast. iHeartRadio. I'm deleting that. I'm not giving up podcast. That's for work. Uh, let's see. Let's see. United travel stuff, so I can imagine where I'm going to go on vacation. Delete that. Let's see. What else? I shouldn't delete my insurance. (laughs) Xfinity. Xfinity, I should delete that one. You're right. Uh, ESPN, I should probably delete that one. The game. The game? Which one? The blue. The blue? Oh, the app store? I can't delete that. Otherwise, I would. Delete that one. All right, let's see. Delta, we can delete. Words with bubbles. Do you guys like that game? I don't know what that is. TV Guide, delete your NBC, interest. Fox Sports, guys. I'm not gonna have anything left to do. <laughs> CBS, Pinterest. Pinterest. We're gonna delete that. Pinterest. That's more not mine. NFL, Fandango. <laughs> let's see. The WGL. NFL. All right, and that's for my contacts. All right, let's see. Does this look empty now? No. No so do you want me to rearrange them? Yeah. So now I have two, but this one's only half full, this one's almost half full, and this one only has three. So I'm down to like a page and three. Checkers Checkers I keep on there because I play it with Kristen, and so we play together. I don't play by myself. It's a whole other story. Why did I just delete all those? So other people could buy them? So other people could buy them? Nope. Nope. Because anybody can buy them. Yeah. Why? You don't get tempted to play them. So I don't get tempted to play them. That's right. What if I just dropped it? Well, it's a life-proof case, so <laughs> it's good. In Lent, I'm going to do my very best to instead of wasting time on Netflix, instead of wasting time on Facebook or anything else, I'm going to see... If I can focus on God a little bit more. Do you think this is going to help? Do you think this is all I have to do? No. No. There's there's more work to do, right? Well, next week, (laughs) we're going to see what I've added on here to help me out. Okay? Before we go, do you think there's anything in particular I should add? A Bible thing? That's probably a good idea. W W W W E L. so a lot of different options, okay? We'll come back next week and see what's going on. In the meantime, if you guys wanted to do one thing with your parents, or with your family at Lent, maybe you should talk about it with your parents. Or you can talk about it with me and figure out if you can focus on God a little bit more too, okay? Does that sound pretty doable? All right. Let's pray. God would give you thanks during Lent, it's the time when you call us, call us to attention, call us to focus, call us to look at your nose, and we pray that you might give us the strength and the perseverance to do so. Thank you for being with us now, and continue to be with us these 40 days. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Would you help me with the snacks? Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I think I was just telling Ava, I'm going to be very bored this next week, right? But that's okay. In that boredom, I did some counting. And we're going to use this particular counting as the bookends of the sermon. So we're going to talk about it now and we're going to talk about it at the end of the sermon. And it's a little bit trivia, so I want you to participate and answer these kind of number of questions, right? How many days are in Lent? Forty that's yeah, not math unfortunately <laughs> 40 days in lent how many days between ash wednesday and easter 46 right 46 all right well there's 40 days in lent there's 46 days between ash wednesday and easter where are the extra 6 days Sundays, Very good. We have some old Catholics in here, don't we? There you go. Sundays, right? Sundays are those, those extra days. And why do we have those extra Sundays? I think so, someone at the first service put it very, very well. You can cheat on Sundays. <laughs> you can, you can, There's a better way of putting that. Those things that you're giving up for Lent, those things that you're fasting from, they don't count on the Sundays of Lent. They don't count. So, put, that, put a pin in that, whether you agree with that philosophy or not, put a pin in that. We'll come back to that at the end of the sermon, okay? Today, in the text, and today, as we begin Lent and our Lenten practices, we have before us, Jesus' own 40-day temptation. Of the many 40s that we have, Jesus' own temptation in the wilderness is kind of the structure for our own Lenten pilgrimage. Right? Our own time of reflecting on those things that draw us away from God and intentionally turning back. Now, because many of us have taken on Lenten disciplines and many of us have given things up, I think it behooves us and it behooves the text to ask What is temptation? What's temptation? Do you have an answer? What's temptation? Something that kind of gets you to do something bad, right? Yeah, temptation. I think that uh, for our purposes today, we're going to look at Jesus' own temptation in the desert and figure out if we can define, at least for our uses, what temptation is. And Jesus' temptation in the desert, we have this three-part movement, right? And Luke does that a lot of times. There's There's the temptation after 40 days of fasting to make the stone into bread, and Jesus responds with scripture and says, one does not live by bread alone. We then move into a second temptation where in an instant Jesus sees all the kingdoms of the world and Satan says, these are all mine. I have power and authority to give to whom I will. And Jesus answers again with scripture. Worship the Lord your God and none other. And finally, Jesus is set at the pinnacle of the temple and tempted with scripture, with Psalm 91. Cast yourself down from here. Because it is written that the angels will guard you wherever you go. That they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And in this, Jesus responds, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now all these, we can kind of get behind, right? We understand what Jesus is doing here, resisting the temptations of the devil. But all three of these things happen, kind of, later on. Jesus will multiply bread for 5,000 in one moment and 4,000 in another later on in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus will claim kingship, not of this world but of another, before Pilate. And Jesus will be cast to the very highest point, metaphorically in the temple, die, and be raised again on the third day. Jesus will be born back up by the very hands of God. So it's not that these things are inherently bad, but that there is some difference between when Jesus does them later in the Gospel of Luke and when Jesus does them now. Now I submit to you that these differences are in the moment of the desert. It's about self. In the moments when Jesus does these in ministry, it's about the kingdom of God. With the feeding of the 5,000, there were people, there were tons and tons of people who were following Jesus and listening to his sermons and stories and teachings along the way. And they didn't want, of their own accord, to even lead to feed themselves. And so in that moment, Jesus asked people to participate once again in the faithful giving of what they have. And they do. And Jesus asks his disciples to participate in the faithful following of instructions, even when it doesn't make sense. And they do. And all of a sudden, there is bread and food for everyone. In the faith and in the work of the kingdom of God, there is bread. But when it's just for Jesus' own self-preservation, no. The second temptation, in the kingdom, we have the opportunity for Jesus to be saved as a king, right? My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, thousands would be here protecting me and guarding me. But instead, instead of a self-preservation of life in that moment before Pilate, in those moments before his own death, Jesus knows his very life is to be aligned with the kingdom of God. And here in the kingdom of God, in those moments, his life is for all, is broken and bled for all. On the cross, as they shout, physician, heal yourself, as they shout, bring yourself down, as they shout, prophesy, who hit you this time? Jesus stays on the cross knowing that his life is the kingdom's. His life is not his own. When we align ourselves with the kingdom, people are fed. Justice is done. Power is rightly administered. But those things are not selfish things. They are not for us alone. I believe temptation is when we are slowly disaligned with the kingdom of God and more aligned with personal, either physical or political or spiritual, self-preservation. Now, we kind of know temptation in its most obvious forms, right? In forms that are almost comical. If I'm watching some athletic series and something happens that I don't want to have happen... It's a temptation to chuck something at the TV, right? But I don't do it. I don't do it. For just a number of reasons, you don't do that. And that one we can all kind of recognize, right? Like, don't throw stuff. It's not good. You're getting caught up in what's happening in the game. But temptation is its most effective is it's most tempting when it thinly slices us It's so close to being in line with the kingdom of God, but just not quite. I mean, how many times have I pulled on Netflix at the end of the day because I'm tired and I need a break and I've just worked for a lot of hours and so, okay, it's good to sit down. It's good to rest. It's good to take care of yourself. And in that first episode of whatever I'm watching on Netflix, sure, why not? And then there's the second episode, and sure, why not? But then the third and the fourth and the fifth go by, and it's 10 o'clock at night, and I've accomplished nothing. And I just might as well go to bed at this point and put myself to sleep by watching one more episode on Netflix. (laughs) They just so thinly slice that it seems good at the time, but in my own self-preservation and in my own self-care and in my own everything, I have done nothing to align my life with the kingdom of God. Because I can still find my rest, but I can find my rest in ways that benefit the kingdom. I can still find my hope. I can still find my peace. But I have done nothing to consider the lives of fellow kingdom members. I have done nothing to consider God's own movement in life. I have simply considered, am I tired? Yes. Do I want to get up? No. I'll watch another episode. It's just very thin the way temptation works. So what do we do? What do we do? I think there's three simultaneous movements that happen when we try to work on temptation. And in Lent, it's good to be aware of these. I think, first and foremost, in good Lutheran fashion, it is by the grace of God that anything happens at all. Right? We do not choose our own... our own movement towards God, but rather we are chosen first. The Holy Spirit moves in us first, and by that grace, and by that mercy, and by that power, we move a little bit closer to God. So by God's grace, we move it all. But at the same time, our moves are intentional. It's not that we simply pray, lead us not into temptation every week, and it's not that we simply give up stuff for Lent, and it's not that we simply are aware of these things, but we intentionally look at what is cutting us so thin. We intentionally look at what is slowly drawing us away from the kingdom of God, name it, and work on it. Yes, we pray, and yes, we are gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit to move, but it is ours to move. It is ours to resist temptation. And finally, very closely related to the third, but not quite, these things happen in miraculous ways. Sometimes in that struggle, sometimes in that movement of the spirit, all of a sudden the light switches and we're doing things that we couldn't before and we're involved in the kingdom in ways we weren't before and all of a sudden, we are new. All of a sudden, temptation doesn't tempt us in the same way. Those three, power of the Holy Spirit and intentionality and miraculousness, combine in ways where we experience temptation and change differently. How many days are in Lent? 40. How many days from Ash Wednesday to Easter? 46. Where are the extra six days? Why? Because they don't count, right? A better way of saying that is that in our own turning to God, the power of the resurrection day, the power of the day when we come to know God raised and mercy Flowing from the cross is a day that we don't deny ever. So, in our turning and in our work and in our intentions, and in the mountain that it seems to be to continually take your life and move it back towards God, to continually look for those edges and work on those edges and just wear yourself down, it seems. Each and every Sunday of that season and each and every Sunday that we gather, there is a movement to say you are already loved and chosen and blessed and graced by God. It is not your movement from these things that make God love you. It is rather God who loves you. While we were yet sinned, While we're yet dead in sin, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. Yes, there is work to do in Lent. Yes, it is hard work. Every Sunday of these 40 days, we will take a break to say, it's okay. We are loved. We are filled with grace. We are gifted by the Holy Spirit to go into the week again and try it. This Lent, whatever your practice, whatever your discipline, whatever you're giving up, whatever your work on temptation is, may you every Sunday hear that your work is good, that there's a good God who loves you, that you're not in this alone, and that there are miracles indeed about to take place in turning our lives back to God. May God be with you in this Lent. Amen.